ladies, gentlemen, and otherwise, and welcome to the Daily Brain Bleed. My name is Jeff. My name's Tucker, and we have a very special guest with us here this afternoon, an old friend of mine and rap extraordinaire, Rashad Hunter. Rashad, how are you doing today? I'm great. I'm great, Tucker. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, you guys. Yeah, no. It's for sure. It's cool that you're here, and we have a bunch that we want to talk with you about today, but before we get into any of that, we have a little tradition on our podcast. We don't do this every time, but every now and again, we will try out a new sort of uh, sweet product uh, <laughs> that uh, that uh, that just hit the shelves and I thought looked kind of neat, so I wanted to get kind of, you know, our own sort of on-air reaction to what this is. So this week, we have... Rice Krispies, they've put out um, homestyle treats. and Which I don't know how much I buy just off the bat. I don't know about that. I guess what they're getting at is, you know, okay, everyone has made at some point in their lives like Rice Krispie treats from scratch at home. And I guess they're trying to get more toward the feel of what what that's like when you're making it in the home, what the end product is. So... Off the bat, I can tell it's kind of, it's smaller, which, I mean, okay. Uh, And there are definitely little chunks of marshmallow that have not kind of cohered into the greater product. So I guess that's home style. Okay. Sure, why not? Let's uh, let's see let's see what's in here. You had me at treats. <laughs> and it's funny you say that because I was I was at the beach for Fourth of July and uh, someone had brought. We were just hanging out, had a bunch of snacks. Someone brought uh, some homemade like Rice Krispie treats, like store bought, but it was like that home style. But yeah. uh, long story short, we ended up with Sandy treats. But the first <laughs> the first bite was good. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm taking a bite. All right. We'd like to get that ASMR in there. But, uh, <laughs> okay, okay. That's a lot chewier than your, your garden variety. It's denser, it's chewier. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, it's not, that's not bad. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I feel like if I was going to make something like this at home, I would put something else in it. Like, I would do something, like, a little bit of a spin. But sure. for what it is, it's not bad. Yeah, it's definitely softer than... Yeah, like the other ones are a little dry, right. like the little blue, you know. If if I was like getting into the weeds, I guess my experience with homemade Rice Krispies has been more like, this is a lot more compact than your regular store brand Rice Krispie treat, whereas the Rice Krispie treats, if like someone makes them, they tend to be more like crumbly, and it's like almost the opposite of what this is, but... I don't know. That might just be the people who I happen to have known who've made Rice Krispie treats. But so what you're saying is your friends make god awful Rice Krispie treats. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Cool. Thanks for putting them on blast live <laughs> on there. So you know um, who you are. <laughs> word. So, um, Rashad, tell us a little bit about like just you know your background and like you know what. Um, moving out to the West coast and like, you know, just all that, that kind of thing. Give your, give your elevator pitch for yourself. Okay. <laughs> all right. Real quick. So, uh, I grew up in, you know, Kingsport, Tennessee. Actually, let me backtrack. My family's not actually from here. So I was born in Florida. My parents are from Georgia. Somehow I grew up in Tennessee, but this is where I've been for since I was like five. Right. Okay. So, uh, I go to Dobbins Bennett and I, I ended up playing uh, football there and ended up being, uh, I get wrapped up in the drama, like theater world. Yeah, and uh, I ended up loving it. So I ended up being uh, Troy Bolton from High School Musical. Sure, <laughs> we have football games Friday night, and then Saturday we having like our drama competitions, and like 
it was just something I was just always like that performing and then uh I got wrapped up in broadcasting so I love video editing things like that so by the time I graduated I knew um the film uh route is where I wanted to go sure and just the entertainment industry in general but I end up going to Carson Newman uh University and I do the film program there and they have a uh, program that I did my senior year. Uh, it was called Los Angeles Film Study Center. And it was kind of like studying abroad for all the people who couldn't go to like big, big film schools. Yeah, you know? sure. Right. So 50 of us uh, from around the country go to this semester long program in L.A., have a bunch of like hands on like learning experience. And for me, it was like my last semester. It was like a huge <laughs> summer vacation. Right. Yeah. But in that semester, I found out uh, I loved L.A. and uh, came back home, graduated and moved right back out. Okay, And the whole goal was to pursue just living in a world of the entertainment industry. I wanted to pursue acting and then also and then if not anything, I just my goal like going into college was like there's a million million credits go on when the movie goes off. And I was like, I just want to be in there somewhere. Just say I was a part of something, you know? Yeah, sure. So that's been my mission. That's what I've been working on the last two years, whether it's been like PA work, uh, background acting and just whatever I can just to be around the industry. Yeah, sure. So so you're primary, primarily interested in just like film, any way you can get on set doing something for the movie. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> okay, for that, sure. That was, the, that was the goal at first, yeah. Yeah, that, that's been the experience of a lot of people that we've brought on the pod who have some sort of connection to the film industry. It's They'll tell you, well, I do a little bit of editing, I do a little bit of PA work, it's just whatever gets your foot into the door and, you know, that's how they're doing it. And I do have to say, you were in high school, you were a freshman while we... Uh, were seniors and um so there wasn't a huge amount of overlap in our high school careers but when we were both in high school drama we were in uh, that uh one act uh odyssey play we were both kind of crewmen on what's odysseus's ship uh, odysseus the oh what was the ship's name uh i'm a i'm a bad studier of we, of the greek classics i, I used to know a lot about greek mythology so i know a lot less right now and i know we probably have that one listener out there who like just knows this and is screaming <laughs> at us what the name of the ship is and for you uh go get laid or something but no uh <laughs> yeah that's that's what happens when you have that type of information just readily available <laughs> right um yeah no cool so um i've also been led to you know believe believe based on the fact that you're like playing at fun fest and everything there's also a music side to your career as well not just the not just the film side of course of course uh we so music has always been something i love to do and like i played around with uh and after high school it's like my senior year we a couple of my friends we made like this mixtape that we were really cool about or we made it recorded on an ipad in the back of my car oh yeah we thought it was great and then we listened to it a few more times after we put it out it's like you know this isn't this isn't that good so we took it down <laughs> <laughs> sure sure but uh it was just something i played with but uh i have obviously my friends in la we're all like creatives they all like do different things uh camera shoot edit things like that so there was one day in like february and my friend goes hey let's let's do something let's make a music video or something I'm like okay like Okay, I'll write a I'll write a song. So Wednesday I finished writing a song. Thursday I recorded. Friday we shoot the music video. And yeah. Saturday, and it's like and then dreams came up and that's how this Rob came up like uh kind of started people in my youth group that I used to go to called New Vision Youth uh, out here in Kingsport. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, her name's Johnny May. She actually heard the song and was like, "Oh, I'd love to, for you to 
come do that at Fun Fest if you if you if you want, we'll fly you out. And I was like, well, sure. Yeah. <laughs> if you offer to fly me anywhere, I will probably just do you know whatever. <laughs> so you know, it's like, hey, do you want to come scrub a toilet? We'll fly you out. It's like, eh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Why not? So, yeah, but yeah, that whole process of just doing the you know writing the song, the, doing the video, it's like, wow, this is something I really love to do, and I actually got some good feedback from it. So it was just it's. Okay, let me add that to the list of things I'm going to get done. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. And I mean, that's uh, that's the cool part about living somewhere where, you know, you have like this big creative community and you have collaborators and stuff is everybody knows how to do something that's valuable. So for sure, that sounds awesome. Yeah, no, um, I, I know whenever you read these profiles of these directors who are just starting out, they talk about how, oh, yeah, no, I started with my short films and I had my short film as my thesis project or whatever it happened to be. And I, I guess, you know, a music video really is in a lot of ways, at least from the learning the craft standpoint, kind of is like a short film. I mean, yes, obviously there's a musical element, but a lot of the same kind of principles apply, I imagine. Well, yeah, I mean, you got to have your single, you got to have your EP, you know, you don't just start with the full length that you're, you know, you're in the legit studio paying $2,000 a day, just tracking, you know, like that's, Mm. (laughs) you got, you got to have some build up there for sure. So, um, let's see. So if you, what, what is, and I, I I like to ask people who come on the show this just to, you know, get some type of discussion about film started up, uh, what, would you say is like your favorite genre of film or if you had to pick like something you've seen recently that really like hits you a particular way, either question. Ooh, uh, genre. I'd probably say I've kind of tied between like thrillers, like action thriller type movies. And then also comedy. I love, love mm-hmm. comedy, love to laugh at pretty much anything <laughs> for sure. Yeah, that's the nominal goal with this podcast. And occasionally, <laughs> and occasionally we uh, we do pretty well. I always insist to our guests that the end product, like once Jeff has his technical wizardry fully felt, it actually is fairly funny. You know, uh, yeah. Some, somehow there manages to be humor derived uh, from the end product, but. Yeah, so I mean, comedy, that's a, I actually don't think we've had that answer yet. I don't think we've had anybody on the pod who is just straight up like a big fan of, uh, big fan of comedy um, in that way. Like, I don't know, I like, I like like stand up or stuff like that, but I I don't feel like I've seen a lot of uh, comedy films just in general. So I love like the silly, just off the wall, just (laughs) lighthearted, just sure. I'm just going to laugh for an hour and a half. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, a lot of comedy stuff, like, I feel like I wouldn't go so far as to call like the 2000s as in the aughts, the decades, the decade, a golden age of comedy. But you definitely had like a strong machine in Hollywood of you know the stablest of stars like Jim Carrey and Will Ferrell and Adam Sandler consistently putting out comedy films. And that was a thing. And it's like even before the pandemic in the 2010s. Uh, comedy film as a genre has collapsed in a lot of ways. There are like a few filmmakers who are still uh, dedicated in putting out a couple, you know, kind of movies uh, every so often years, but I feel like streaming has really absorbed that sort of landscape. Yeah. I mean, I definitely feel like you see a lot more development in terms of like sitcoms and comedy TV shows than you do uh, just like, you know, these feature lengths, like your stepbrothers or your drill bit tailors or your, you know, what have you. Not yeah. that those two films are similar in any capacity, <laughs> but uh, 
So, Rashad, how is it coming back out to uh, Kingsport um, with, you know, a little bit, you have a, a bit of a career under your belt and you are coming to headline an event at uh, Fun Fest. How does it feel kind of coming back now that you've had that kind of the taste of the apple, so to speak, you know? Man, so it is, it's kind of surreal experience. Like I came back, uh, I got here Thursday and we're, you know, riding around Kingsport and it's just like, it doesn't even feel real like it feels like a dream like i'm in a simulation <laughs> like, it's like yeah. i'm looking at all these things that like oh this building's not here anymore this building is here but it's just just to be recognized is oh that's one thing but for people to hear my music and like it's actually speaking to people to where that people want me to share my message even more it's just it's it's uh, it's one of those feelings like i can't really describe because i haven't felt it before yeah and it, but overall it's a really good feeling just to know that i can you know not only just uh obviously people want people to hear this stuff but just to motivate people as well that's like what i wanted to do with this song in particular just to speak to people as more than just you know playing something listen to my music listen to my song because it's my voice on the track but take it in and listen to the words that are being said and i feel like people are you know kind of soaking that in so it just feels good that way. yeah sure i mean mu music always hits better when it like connects with like a message and so for sure if that's like if that's what it's built on first you know what i'm saying like message first and then you can get all the production on top of it and get your trap hi-hats and whatnot but like <laughs> you know if it's all flash no substance people see through it so that's good for sure I, I bet I, I can't imagine how like, you know, walking onto that stage and just seeing all the people <laughs> yeah. like that's it's not a small venue, you know, like right. it's, it's pretty decent size as far as those concerts go. So that'll be fun. Are you nervous at all? I don't know. Is that like, so, is that even a thing? <laughs> it was. So the f only uh, the only other time I performed uh, this song, like as myself was like a couple months ago in L.A., I did a show, but it was like full of people. And I wasn't that nervous because it's full of people I didn't know. The only sure. thing this time is like, okay, there's a few faces I know from like years and years ago here and there that's going to be sprinkled about. And like a lot of my family's going to be there as well. Mm -hmm. So not that I'm nervous, but there is a little bit more pressure. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I feel like, and so I'm like been doing like my rehearsals and practicing and I was just like, okay, I can't, I can't mess up. Can't mess up. <laughs> like, no, the people who like, yeah, you know, are like your harshest critics. So it's like, you want to mm -hmm. please them first. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's because after the show's done, you're going to have to get down and talk to them. Oh, yeah. It's, it's not like, like the nameless people where they'll just go home and be like, yeah, he sucked. And you won't yeah. hear it, you know? So. Exactly. For sure. For sure. I got to go eat with these people later. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to get roasted at dinner like all night. Oh, no. No. Remember uh, when he fell? <laughs> my sister will occasionally call to roast us on our podcast. Uh, <laughs> That's good. She yeah. Should. Well, at least she's listening. You know, we just, listening is always. Is always good. Yeah. And uh, hey, I hate clicks or still clicks. Let's I just start doing hot takes. I will say I I've listened to Rashad, a ton of the clips that you've posted on Instagram and stuff. And I don't know how modest that you're going to be about it, but I have to assure our listeners who have not already done his stuff that Rashad, Rashad's pretty good at what he does. Rashad's good. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I was about to say at the, at the end, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll give you a chance to plug like whatever, uh, whatever socials and stuff so that, you know, you can, you can get all three of our listeners over onto your, uh, <laughs> I appreciate onto your, that. I appreciate that. Onto your base. But, uh, I do have to ask Rashad, especially with, you know, everything that's kind of gone down over the past couple, well, over like really the past year, year and a half, maybe how, how was it kind of like, uh, pursuing everything in film and music and all, just all the stuff in the entertainment industry in a place like Southern California that's, 
a nexus of so much of the uh well the the pandemic really how how what how'd you really navigate that right so i was there pretty much the year right before the pandemic i was there for a year but it was it was just so because la is one of those big places it's it's literally a culture shock coming from kingsport tennessee to los angeles there's right. yeah <laughs> just everything's bigger there's way more people there's way more this and that going on traffic all this and it's just like <laughs> If you're coming straight from like this small town world and that's been your whole element, it's like chaos in a way. But Mm -hmm. it's been so it's so fun on that journey as well. And just being uh, just seeing everything that I've seen, it's like I can't (laughs) it's oh, man, it's so hard to fathom. Just uh, let me. Let me rephrase that question. Let me go back. I think I got lost on the team. Well, well, I was, uh, and, and you, if you want to talk about your um, your Los Angeles experience generally, that that's cool. I was just curious as to how uh, maybe dealing with all the pandemic restrictions and everything in the past like year or so, how that if there was kind of a before and after, and how you kind of like dealt with that. Right, that definitely slowed things down because I was doing a lot of uh, like background acting work, and mm-hmm. then obviously when the industry like. The industry shut down with the pandemic. So a lot of like the job search thing, I was like in between jobs as that was going on. Yeah, sure. So when nobody was hiring whatsoever, and it was just like that was a struggle in itself because like no one's getting gigs, no one's performing, no one's doing anything at all. So it was kind of like I'm just out here floating. And like a lot of my friends were uh and people I knew were like going back home. Mm-hmm. And it was just yeah. like, man, I worked so hard to get to this point. I didn't want to go back home and like have to start all the way from scratch because I didn't know how long I was going to be there. But I kind of just decided to stick it out and ended up working out. This stuff slowly started like opening back up as far as like gigs and things like that and uh, acting and commercials and all that kind of stuff was picking back up. So now we're in a place where it's back, but it looks a lot different. There's not really for sure. Uh, in-person auditions are just becoming a thing. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Well, and then I'd imagine like the environment on set is still probably like a little bit different with still some lingering protocols and maybe some different practices and stuff. So, yes. and here's the crazy part. So COVID in itself, like the ninth COVID-19, like the, that whole thing devastated so many lives around the world and obviously took a lot of jobs away, mm-hmm. but it's kind of weird when I'm in a point, it actually ended up giving me a job. So on set, there was like you had your regular PAs and now on set, they added COVID monitors to a mm-hmm. uh, uh, to the set. So it was just like production. There's still production assistance, but like we did COVID monitor things like make sure actors had masks. So everyone had to have a mask on set. Sure, sure. Actors had to take their mask off right before they go on the scene. As soon as they get back to the scene, uh, give it back. So I ended up doing that through a friend of a friend. I got this job on American Horror Story. Mm, okay. Doing as a COVID monitor. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. now I'm in a world like now I'm like I get dropped dead in the middle of the world I wanted to be in, and I'm on set. And I'm in the middle of things with this job that just got made up <laughs> like a week before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's like it was, and that was my gateway into like a bigger like networking pool. Sure. So in a way, it's been. COVID has been a huge curse, but also a blessing to me as well. And it's, it's kind of weird to say that, but well, I mean, you know, everything's got its silver lining, you know, like that's a cliche, but the, the reason the cliche happens is because it's so true. A lot of the time, like, you know, if a lot of people left LA because of the, you know, kind of the drought and work when stuff started to open back up and whatever, there's going to be less people left to apply for the jobs. 
So, you know, like it, it all works out eventually. Right. And it kind of reminds me of the story Chris told. And I, I guess it's cool to say this because, you know, he said it uh, on the pod. Um, he got his job on um, Netflix's Army of the Dead, the big uh, zombie movie, uh, specifically because they were doing reshoots as a result of um, Chris Delia, one of the actors who worked on it, got ousted as a guy who was pursuing some... Um, inappropriate relationships with some underage girls we'll just put it that way and as a result of that they replaced him and so they had to bring on um Tignataro to uh you know as the new person in this role so they had to do a few reshoots and that's how uh Chris got this job and so of course you have to hold space in your mind for man it's awful that Chris Delia did this thing but it's cool that I have a job so you know <laughs> it's it's all perspective really yeah. um <laughs> For sure. Yeah, no. So how long do you plan on being back here in uh, Kingsport? Is it just for the duration of Fun Fest? Pretty much. So I'm here for a week uh, this time. So Thursday, well, I came in Thursday. I'll be out uh, uh, Thursday the 22nd. Okay. My right. performance is Monday, but really, and it was funny the way it worked out because <laughs> I usually come home to visit in around July anyway. Yeah. So it was just like, I was going to be here. And it was just like, oh, you want to do this thing? And I was like, well, yeah, sure. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be in town anyways, I guess. You can pull my leg. You know, <laughs> right. <laughs> sure. Yeah, no. Um, I guess for anyone who doesn't know, Fun Fest is like a big event. Oh, I was hoping we would get here. Trying to explain Fun Fest <laughs> to people who are not from this area. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I mean, it, it really, it sounds like we're lying when we talk about it, but it's like literally... Uh, redneck carnival (laughs) basically like you know the the festival in midsummer where everybody just loses their damn minds about this thing that's kind of like a a reduced uh like fun fest is a slightly more reserved version of that less killing but more rednecks yeah Um, i mean it's just like everybody and their mother will put a like a a temporary chair on center street and watch a parade for no reason at all. Lawn chair shows go skyrocketing. <laughs> I'll tell you what, you want to do insider trading in Kingsport? <laughs> Buy up a bunch of lawn chairs in like May and sit on those bad boys. <laughs> uh, but, I, you know, it really is, I guess, fun for a lot of the people involved. And that was one of the big things with uh, COVID last year, which was they, they did have to cancel Fun Fest, which might have been the closest that Kingsport has gotten in a while to like a massive armed uprising because you know there very nearly were riots in the streets and for sure uh and i i can't lie i missed you know the big food truck uh conglomeration the taste of the tri-cities oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah which so, you know again for for our our non-native listeners basically every food offering that we have for 40 miles in any direction that is relevant puts everything that they own in a truck and parks it outside of the football stadium. And then you wait in line for 50 minutes to get food (laughs) and then sit on a blanket. Oh yeah. You know what? And it's, it's cool. Like it's great. But also again, describing that as a novelty to someone who lives in like, you know, New York or LA or anything. (laughs) They're just like, why? (laughs) They They don't get that. It's like, you know, it's a small town coming together kind of thing where if you have to explain it, you're kind of missing the point. You know, exactly. like the, what the the medallion hunt, you know, like explain that to somebody that's like, you know, oh, yeah, people wake up at 6 a.m. to follow cryptid clues from Facebook to find <laughs> a piece of metal that's worth like a hundred dollars. Like, 
Yeah, and we've uh, and, and another big thing in Fun Fest over the past, you know, is that we've mi- is there, there's always been music acts, and um, we've gotten some pretty decent acts over the past couple of years. A uh, train was here like five years ago, and uh, remember? Yeah, we've had uh, the Fray, Train, Gavin DeGraw, Chicago, yeah. uh, and now Rashad. Rashad. I would, uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just I mean, it's it's crazy when you have like the Eastman corporate money, how many what types of, you know, acts you can actually get a hold of. Oh, yeah. It's insane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. So, yeah. No. Are you going to be collecting Rashad all that uh, uh, Fun Fest 2021 memorabilia to just kind of like have have in the back of your house be like, oh, yeah, this was one of my first big events. You know, I am, of course, sure that you're going to have many ahead. But, yeah, you know. That's funny because funny you say that we actually just left out. And so the Fun Fest memorabilia for everyone who doesn't know anything about Fun Fest in Kingsport, you have to get a Fun Fest T-shirt mm-hmm. or you're you 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 shouldn't even exist. Like you have to have a Fun Fest T-shirt. And yeah. my mom, we're on our way out. She's like, oh, yeah, guys, make sure you get me a Fun Fest T-shirt. And I want that. I want that for my birthday. And we're like. Mom, your birthday's in September. First off, like why? <laughs> but she's like, she's like, don't come back unless you come back with a Fun Fest T-shirt. Like, is that serious? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's just it's 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 a small town pleasure. Right. It really is. And the closest thing we have to a pagan idol around here is like Festus. Festus. Yeah. <laughs> and the the mascot who is that's his name. Yeah, yeah Festus. That, I never knew the that. big. So there's this weird large stuffed sunshine creature that has sunglasses on and a hat and uh, it's Festus and it's the closest you'll get to watching a lot of Southerners like find a nature idol yeah. to, you know, kind of conglomerate around. It's very interesting. Yeah. And we're, 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 uh, we're, we're kind of poking fun here, but it is really kind of a fun event. You know, it's kind of a fun someone, thing. Someone would say it's a fest of, of well, fun. fun. Yeah, sure. <laughs> definitely. A fun festival. A fun so, you know, it's, it's definitely a cool opportunity to, you know, while everyone is, you know, around at the same time, enjoying the festivities to, uh, you know, perform for this group of people. It's a good opportunity, certainly, to get the word out about yourself and your music and everything, I would imagine. Of course, of course, it definitely is. And just just to bring light to a bunch of and people think a lot of people don't know Fun Fest is a week long event. There's stuff going yeah. on around the city every single day, a bunch of different things. And then uh what my event happens to be just Monday, that Rhythm and Riverview uh, actually is one of the neighborhoods I grew up in in Kingsport. Mm-hmm. But it was just like just to bring light to that a little bit. It was just uh, also I feel honored to like help encourage and lift that event up as well. Sure. And just mm-hmm. have and again, just bring I don't know, just that's what the whole Fun Fest mission is about. Just bring have a good time with people. Eat some food, laugh, play some music, watch some fireworks, set up some lawn chairs, <laughs> set up know, some just, lawn chairs, yeah, do, the, <laughs> do the do the whole nine for exactly. sure. Exactly, get some snow cones. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. It's a slice of slice of Americana that some people believe is you know kind of gone the way of the gone the way of the mammoth, but <laughs> still still here in certain places. Yeah, no. So, um, generally speaking, um, going forward, I, if you absolutely had to pick Rashad, would you pick more of a career in music, acting, or kind of behind the scenes stuff in film? Like, if you absolutely had to pick. <laughs> all right. So, if I had to pick, and you're saying all those careers are like right there laid out. Yeah. Yeah, what, sure. You just got to reach out and grab one. Reach out and grab one. I. I definitely would say acting. Mm-hmm. I think I would say acting. Uh, it was just one of those things that was just, uh, 
especially if we go back to those drama hog days, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> performing in front of an audience. I know theater is different from like on screen, but still just performing and just delivering a performance. And then uh, what we did on stage, a lot of people don't know, but in that high school theater room, like we were making people laugh, man. Right. And it was just, <laughs> it was just one of those things that that was like the best feeling. I feel like I get the best joy out of that feeling, just performing mm-hmm. <laughs> and just being a character outside of myself. <laughs> sure. Oh, I'd have to go with that one. And I think I just like attention as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no stereotypes there about actors and attention. And nah, 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 nah. Yeah, no. Um, we wouldn't know anything about that. We've only put out, what, 20-something episodes. Yeah, I, I, only, I only sit here for like an hour a week listening to myself talk while I edit the podcast. It's a circle of hell. I guarantee it. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, if you've ever been insecure about your own voice, uh, start a podcast. Uh, not not good for that. <laughs> yeah, but no. Uh, well, yeah, Rashad. Any other big things on the horizon that you wanted to talk about or anything? Oh, so the way things worked out. So <laughs> I, I swear, we take a take a step back to the music again. So I was planning on having a whole uh, five six song EP done by the time mm-hmm. I got to Fun Fest. That way, I could do the concert and then release my music at the same time. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. But uh, you know. You guys, you know, things don't always work out the way you see it in your head, wow. but nah. that's okay. You just kind of reroute. So uh, just things got delayed in my life. But so right after I get back, uh, back to LA, that's when I'll be doing my recording and then finishing up those projects to put out. So I'm looking around um, July and August are going to be really, really busy for me. Uh, the goal is by end of August to have these uh, this EP out and just for more music, people can get my, know my name around right now. Uh, you say, oh, Rashad, what's your music? And I have like this one yeah, song. Sure, sure. It's just like, oh, this song's great, but where's the rest of it? And I'm like, wait, right. hold on, it's coming. It's, <laughs> it's like, hang on, we got to start somewhere. Let me, uh, yeah, sure. Well, that's cool. So that'll that'll be like a little bit of a, kind of like a debut EP kind of situation where you're, you're, you're really getting to make your first statement as like, you know, hey, this is what I'm about in more than more than three minutes. Exactly. You know? so, exactly. So like musically, what would you say like your influences are? Like if you had to pick a couple artists that you're like, you know, okay, I really dig like what they're on and like where they come from. Like so many, so many coming from a dad who had me listen to like all like the older music from. And then I was like, I was like that 12 year old, especially at the time I was listening to like heavy into Michael Jackson. When I was in middle school, like a lot of Michael Jackson music was playing. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, my cousin was like, why are you listening to this? We were trying to listen to like rap, you know? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, sure. So uh, I would say that's one Neo, uh, one of my favorite Favorite singers, R&B artists. Uh, actually, I got to meet him okay. on a music video shoot one time that still hasn't been put out yet. But mm. I have the pictures to prove it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Cap. It's, it's for not, real. It's not Cap. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But right. yeah, uh, Neo, uh, as far as like hip hop goes, I have to say... Kendrick Lamar, Drake, J. Cole, and just in the way of Yeah, just some small, you know, just some small right. names that <laughs> right. you're into yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> those are those are big names, but they are I just I want to I feel like those are three artists that really speak like when they rap they're not just rapping saying words just to say everything that's been said already I kind of mm-hmm. want to say something original and also have like a meaning to what I'm saying yeah no I mean es- especially Kendrick like he's just nuts like right. he, he will he will say whatever he wants to and really get it like into your skull that like I mean God I remember when uh but like when damn came out, like I was just that whole album just yes. over and over and over. And I mean, like that's, you know, I'm not talking about his earlier discography, just like, yeah, I, me and Kendrick. 
good. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. And Kendrick, yeah. if you're listening, come on the pod. Come on the pod. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Drake too. I mean, like a, a lot of a lot of people in the game will hate on Drake. Like for sure. I'm sure you've seen it just because like you know they say he's like soft or he's not real or he's too pop or whatever. But like, but here's the thing about Drake. He's like the LeBron James of the hip hop industry. If Drake's on your team, you're probably winning. Like he's hit after hit after hit. And he's been relevant since what we were in like middle school. Yeah. We're 24, 25, 26 years old right now. I mean, if you're having sad boy hours, you're still putting on Marvin's room, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like I still, uh, uh, like forever that track that he was on was like Eminem and Lil Wayne and like everybody back in the day, like that came out when I was in like middle high school, something like that. I mean, like he's, he's been around, for a hot minute and he doesn't miss exactly so you know you can say what you want but i mean he's a relevant player so it's so funny that you reference lebron james because uh, before (laughs) before before i have to i have to say it because we were this is not going to be a review because we've only seen like the first 30 minutes who knows maybe my opinion will be changed but uh before rashad came in we were what we saw the first 30 minutes of um the new Space Jam, Space Jam, A New Legacy. And that's a wild movie. And again, I don't want to really get into that, but now I'm just imagining like how they would do a Space Jam movie with like Drake. They have to like bring Drake into the cartoon <laughs> world and like how that would work. I, I, I'm i sure there's a screenwriter out there who uh, has to plan for all different contingencies and has to think about how they're going to do that. I'm pretty sure the movie would have been better with Migos. Just and like, don't give them a script. Just put them in and just say, "All right, just go. Just, <laughs> just run three on three. That's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if I had to do like any um, hip hop or R and B artist like in that world, I would definitely do Tyler the Creator. Like he's Ooh. the kind of person who you would absolutely see. God, he's, that'll be such a weird. He's movie. already kind of like a loop. Oh, too. just because you said Tyler Creator. Uh, so. I left out another person who is it's not a big influence. Tyler Creator is one just because he's like one of those similar like uh not I don't want to say weird but like he's different, right? right. <laughs> no, I, I'll go ahead and say it. he's weird. But, <laughs> but, but he's a weird dude. But it works for him but also big big influence Childish Gambino Donald Glover. Yes, sir. Literally embodies what I want to accomplish with life, the acting, the music directing singing like he's stand-up he's done it all and he's like yeah. I, that's kind of what i want to because i have so many different interests that's kind of like he's like the person who's proven to me that's like oh you can do all of those things and he's like he's a big big inspo for it's like i want to do like check all these things that he's already done off my checklist as well yeah so, no he, he is kind of the renaissance man in that yes, way sir, yes, like sir. if if there is a way for him to be involved with something in hollywood he's done it i'm pretty so. sure there are still like uh, some people who live in a town like Kingsport, Tennessee, who to this very day, they've seen Community, they've heard Redbone, but it's still not 100% clicked for them that Donald Glover and Childish Gambino are the same, the same person. Right. <laughs> you know, He, he might have gone a little too far undercover uh, yeah. for that role. I don't know. There, uh, He was in that uh, Han Solo movie that was actually kind of bad, but uh, he was good as Lando Calrissian, and they're... On Disney Plus, they're going to have a Lando Calrissian show starring Donald Glover, and I'm here for that. Oh, wow. I'm here yeah, for that. Yeah, that's going to be really good. Um, yeah, I would, I would love to see that, but yeah, absolutely. Like, Childish Gambino, God, that's just a musical force for sure, even just like, you know, cutting out all the rest of the stuff that he's right. done. The music itself stands up really well, so absolutely. Right. Sorry, I just had to throw that in there. Oh no, definitely. <laughs> like everyone, you know, like this hey, is- it's, it's your episode. We're just living in it. <laughs> so, 
Um, word. So, uh, leave, leave us with your, your favorite movie of all time and let it be known. I hate this question because when I answer it, it's five movies, <laughs> but if, if you had to pick, you know, like, oh. and, and you could split it between two if you want to, but favorite movie you've ever seen. Oh man, this is so hard. This is so hard. This is so hard. This is, this is by far harder than any like SAT question. <laughs> like, because <laughs> I it's just they they hit me in waves, you know. Yeah, sure. How go, but uh, here's here's one. I I would say this is one of the t- one of the of my top. But this is the first one that comes to mind at the moment, and I feel like it's a very underrated movie. But and a lot of people haven't seen it. But League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Mm. Oh yeah! If you've seen like all like all those people come together, and then even before that movie, it's like it was not even a great. Uh, it's not like heavily revered or anything. It's not like it has a whole whole bunch of awards. But it's one of those movies that just brings up lots of like different uh, things into culture together. The what Tom Tom Sawyer Tom Sawyer, mm-hmm. you know the. Invisible Man, what's what's the guy? The ah, uh, are you uh the Jack on the Hot? Yeah, yes, so yes. Jack Dorian Gray and all these like these book these famous like characters in these uh, different time periods come together and like fight crime. And it's just like it's like the Avengers of like that type of literature. <laughs> what's wild is that um there's a guy that we know i don't know if you know him uh i'm gonna add him billy carrier who like is one of the staunchest defenders of this movie and we've kicked around the idea of him coming on the pod to uh specifically to to talk about that film yeah uh, (laughs) so so, that's funny that you bring that up that's i was about to say i watched that film younger in life so it's been a long time since i've seen it mm -hmm. but yeah no maybe 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 it's time for a callback right you know and this will make anyone feel old. That was actually Sean Connery's last movie. Like he did Whoa. that. And then he spent the next 20 of his years of his life doing like nothing. He like would give interviews. He would like maybe like campaign for Scottish independence or whatever. But he was just like, you know, chilling. Cause if you think about it, if you're Sean Connery at that point in your life, you were James Bond for so many years. You've got all that money. You don't need to do anything, you know. No. I would, yeah. Well, and I mean, you know, you're you're seeing that a lot, and especially like younger actors who like you know went and like got all of their money, like uh, Robert Pattinson and oh, yeah. uh, oh come on, what's his name, Harry Potter, uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe, yeah, Ooh. where they just they got their money from their big franchise, and now they're just doing weird niche acting jobs that nobody <laughs> right. cares about, but they're having a good time. So like you know whatever, I guess they're enjoying their work. And there's one other. And this is just like I, I kind of feel my movies in ways, but right now it comes keeps coming back to mind when people are asking. But Jordan Peele's Us, mm. yeah, hit that movie hit, <laughs> that movie hit. It was just wild all the way around. It had me just ups and downs, ups and downs. This is like a mind. Oh, I can't say that uh, mind. You sure. know, yeah, mind, oh yeah. mind bang. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it drove me insane. That's like that's one of those like uh, genres I really like. Just like those thriller types that just you know what's gonna happen, but you still get shocked in a whole differently twisted way. I don't know. I was in theaters and I saw that movie, and I was as I was watching, I was like, I have no idea what's happening next. I certainly didn't see the ending coming. <laughs> I don't think anybody saw that ending Yo. coming. <laughs> Holy, I see. I I had a weird experience with that movie because at the end, you know, like the big really striking scene where they do the boom, bam, boom. Mm-hmm. And they like see each other for the first time. I uh, I'd heard that sound bit so much on TikTok that I laughed 
in the theater when it happened because I didn't know it was supposed to be dramatic. Like I was just like, <laughs> so I I feel like I really missed the boat on that one a little bit. Really good movie though. I really enjoyed that one. So I, yeah, no, for sure. I would actually go ahead and say why I like both of them, and I think just you know Jordan Peele is a great director generally. I think I I like Jordan um, Us better than Get Out. I think as as like a horror movie, I think Us is just more you know unsettling you know right i agree <laughs> yeah that's fair i mean i don't know if i had to watch one or the other i'd rather watch get out but i i understand i i think that that's a valid opinion i'm i'm fine with being in the you know being over here in the corner that's fine <laughs> okay <laughs> all right so awesome uh thank you so much for joining us on the pod uh rashad Thank you guys so much. Thank you for having me. Thanks for the homemade Rice Krispie treat. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Quotation marks, homemade. Homemade, homemade. Well, to the extent that you have anything, Rashad, that you want to plug or even just tell people where to follow you and everything, what would that be? Where would that be? What do people, where do people need to go to find the full Rashad Hunter experience? Oh, Instagram at Bomani underscore Shad. So I will say that. So Bomani Shad is my uh, stage name, if you will. Sure. But yeah, sure. Instagram at Bomani underscore Shad. Let me say it one more time. That's B-O-M-A-N-I underscore Shad. And we can we can put that in the episode description too. So people, for sure, can, for sure. people can get it that way as well. If you mm-hmm. know, if they're like pausing it and getting out a notepad and trying to be like, wait, hang on a second, B-A. <laughs> right, right. So yeah, no, for sure. They'll they'll get that down. So the Instagram. And then, uh, I guess, so that, that'll be the name that your music drops under on like Spotify and everything when that starts coming out that way. Right. Right. So dreams is out there right now. Uh, the single that I put out, that's, uh, what I'm getting recognized for at the moment at the show. I will put, I will be performing, um, songs that I have written, have performed. They just haven't been put out into the world yet. Okay. So people who are there Monday (laughs) at, (laughs) at, uh, V.O. Dobbins part or V.O. Dobbins field, those will be the first listeners hearing this new music. So everyone gets a sneak peek before anyone else. There you go. Yeah. So King Sport first. <laughs> gets to hear everything. <laughs> no, but for sure, guys, yo, this has been so much fun. Like, you guys keep keep doing this. I, that's the thing I try to say with, to anyone who's doing anything creatively. And then it doesn't even matter. You do, you're a lawyer. Keep doing what you want to do because <laughs> there's going to be, you got to grind and you might as well do it. You might as well. Don't let anything get away your happiness and what makes you happy. If this is what it is, whatever your niche is, whatever your hobby is, if you're going to do it, do it because it's going to make you smile at the end of the day, you know, <laughs> but that's well, my last that, that is the That is the most inspirational ending to a Daily Brain Bleed episode that you are likely to have. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, my name is Jeff. My name is Tucker. Have a merry fun fest. Have a merry fun fest. <laughs>